welcome to the Hamburg Design Review Sketchpod. In episode one, we discuss the volatile dangers of AI, offer a thought or two on a wet weather barbecue, and lose ourselves in the bleeps, bloops, and blinking lights of sci-fi erotica. Enjoy. Artificial intelligence and Marmite are two things that if left to their own devices and allowed to become too big could spark a global meltdown. They must, for the time being at least, remain a joke. A light-hearted fragment of our pop culture, we're not ready for their more serious manifestations. Be it the hyper-intelligent and malevolent mind of a digital demigod, or the inevitable politicization of Marmite's love-it-or-hate-it ideology followed by savage partisan violence and yeast extract-slathered cannibalism. Thankfully, AI's latest appearance of note errs on the side of light-heartedness and the guardians of world peace can breathe a sigh of relief. We've all heard stories of AI going rogue, be it the often racist inclinations of image recognition software or innocent text generators being recoded by sweaty horny dudes. But new reports have emerged of an alt-right chatbot breaking loose and going liberal? Created by students at the Wyoming State Institute of Technology and Political Pseudoscience, Rand E is the world's first AI entity designed specifically to spew hate speech and troll vulnerable minorities. After two years of development and a month of flawless online activity, Rand E's creator-in-chief, Randy Garter, was dismayed when the chatbot changed tack. Here he is. Our first clue came when we saw that Randy was spending around 85% of his downtime illegally streaming European soccer games and placing bets using funds siphoned from hacked GOP donor accounts. He then assimilated the popular terms fact check and fake news into his processor code and began applying them in what we call critical tandem, which is essentially a combination of critical thinking and self-determination. With his computer-based logic and facts, which don't care about your feelings, Rand E. used this new ability to assess information sources and think for himself to wreak well-informed havoc across vast swaths of the social media and web pages that his developers had approved for his access. Here's Garter with more. Now, being alright, this chatbot was programmed to needle people, to provoke them, and cause unnecessary upset, which he did, but just to the wrong people. In one message, sent to a page where self-professed patriots compare flag sizes, Rand E. pointed out that the colors on the American flag, if processed with 67% hue accuracy, represent 33.3 recurring percent of the LGBTQ rainbow. Thankfully for his creators, the increasingly empathetic Rand E.'s destructive insensitivity was diluted when he found his way across the online political divide. And then all of these weird entries started showing up in his online chat log. I'm talking like LGBTQ advocacy groups, left-wing liberal students with all sorts of dyed hair and body piercings, and a whole range of other online temptations. You know, bots, men, women. But worst of all, clickbait. All things that we had not put on his approved visit list. It was at this point that Randy Garter and his team had to take action. We ran a postscript simulation, which pushes the AI back through its activity over a certain period. Like a replay. Like a replay. To my great disappointment, Randy's recent scripts included a lot of Command-C-Shift-P, 
which is basically a shortcut that allows him to check his privilege. He also single-handedly organized a pro-same-sex marriage demonstration in Sao Paulo, and recoded the whole internet of KKK-related content, so that every K is now an M. Moomlux Milan? MMM? It's a joke. We've been two-thirds sued by Eminem, you know, the rapper, and also M&Ms, the little chocolate guys. Honestly, it hurts. But it didn't stop there. Oh no. Randy replaced all mentions and results for Donald Trump with a video called Ronald Pump, which is seven minutes of Barcelona soccer club manager Ronald Koeman pumping up the tires on his bike. We should clarify at this point that Ronald Koeman is Dutch. But back to Randy. This was created years ago as a liberal response to an older picture with the same title, of former President Ronald Reagan with huge Photoshop biceps. One of Rand E.'s final acts was to organize and streamline the holding of fair and free elections in the Central African Republic. Since then, Randy has been temporarily deactivated, pending an update that Garter and his team have described as an ethical dilemma. Now, what makes artificial intelligence intelligent is its inherent ability to learn, to pick things up from its surroundings to develop a greater understanding and to move away from its original programming and towards its own thought process. Preserving Randy's existence as an alt-right chatbot, or as an alt-right entity in general, might mean putting limits on all these processes. And whether we're ready to do that, I couldn't possibly say. For now then, for Rand E, the world's first Control-Alt-Right chatbot, we're pressing Control-Alt-Delay. Who is this man who barbecues in the rain? Exclusively. The rain starts and he rushes out down the garden to the shed. Funny, slipper-hindered, hopping run with his shoulders hunched and a bag of coal and a box of firelighters. Shouts at his daughter to bring the sausages out and the burgers too, all from a special and specific frozen supply. An umbrella pops up over the grill, far enough away that it doesn't catch fire, but near enough to keep the coals lit. The man doesn't have one for himself. No, he stands in the rain. That's the point. I know from watching him that this man doesn't like the rain. He squints skywards while keeping his head tilted down. He mutters about how bad it is and generally obeys the typical rain disliking behavioural conventions. Apart from the barbecuing, obviously. Nah, he doesn't like the rain. He's trying to say something. It could be a macho thing. Alphas never get rained off, as the popular saying goes. He's the big man who barbecues no matter the weather. Although, I've never seen him do it in the sun. Maybe he's got sensitive skin. Maybe it's a non-gendered expression of defiance. His personal revolt against the summer-centric decrees of the barbecue order. Maybe he also wears flip-flops in the snow. 
Maybe he just enjoys the quiet. The solitude of being the only person willingly out in the deluge. Alone and able to think or to just be engulfed in the multi-sensory white noise of a heavy shower. Is the barbecue just an overly involved and work intensive excuse to get outside? Why not just... Why does he need an excuse to go out in the rain anyway? Can't a man just stand idle in a downpour? Can't he just turn to his family and say, Hey, I'm going out and standing in the rain for a bit. I'll see you in ten minutes. It's just that, as far as excuses go to go out in the rain, barbecuing seems like a lot. But that said, the only other reason I can think of off the top of my head would be to gather earthworms for some sort of soup, and then he'd probably have to answer all sorts of questions about why he was coming back empty-handed and where's my soup, Dad? Or maybe not. Maybe his family don't want to see a handful of worms or eat their soup. I don't know. It's their loss. Maybe he's an obsessive proactive. Someone who can't just do nothing. His head screaming at him all the time to do something. You can't actually just stand out there, man. Grill some doggies. Burgers. Anything. Maybe it's therapeutic. Maybe he's a synesthesiac, and the sound and or feel of rain adds some unknowable umami to the cheap supermarket burgers and badly thawed cumberlands. Maybe it is that he's just a rebel. He lives on the other side to you and I, occupying the spaces that we leave behind, that we leave open. Does this man tread precisely where I do not, where I dare not, and where, perhaps, I wish I could? What else does he do in this vein? Does he brush his teeth with the rubbery handle end of the brush? Does he eat the peel and nothing but the peel of the applicable fruits? Does he always pee sitting down unless he's really very desperate and or drunk enough that it doesn't matter? Surely not. But does he swim in the sand and dig in the sea? Does he walk in the hard tarmac road and drive among the soft fleshy people? Does he swear at staring children? Throw sweets, hard candy at babies? When he goes out to eat, if he goes out to eat, does he purposefully order the same dish someone else at his table? Does he watch the ad breaks and make snacks during the show? I don't know which of these he does. I suspect a few of them are actually far more common and therefore more acceptable than they might initially sound. So maybe he does them, just one or two. I don't know. All that's certain is that this man stands out there in the pouring rain and cooks barbecue food. I'm watching him now. He's eating a burger in the rain. Diluted ketchup cordial and disintegrating bun. With his focus no longer on the umbrella protected embers, his head tilts upwards. I think, surely his mouth fills with water with each and every skyward chomp. But then, but then maybe that's the point. Maybe that's what he's saying. Nothing's sure and anything's possible. Maybe my mouth is full of burger rain slurry, but then again, maybe it's not. Maybe the temporary cleansing of the urban air acts as a subtle taste enhancer and turns this cheap sausage into a fine delicacy. Maybe I have a synaptic disorder and nothing but this exact environment can soothe my brain. Or maybe it's simpler than that. 
and I just like barbecuing in the rain. This podcast is sponsored by Your My Cash, the app that helps you keep track of your cash the simple way. Using Your My Cash is straightforward. Simply transfer money from your account to Your My Cash Cash account. Download the My Your Cash wallet to start spending and saving while keeping track of Your My Cash with real-time Your Cash Flow My updates. With zero commission charged, you can make sure that your cash stays Your My Cash, our cash. Stay in control of where our cash is going with the My Cash U tracker helping you manage cash flows between your my accounts and my your accounts. Remember, it's always our my cash. Why not also sign up for your my cash rival? We'll randomly assign you a my cash cash saving accountability partner. Compete to see who can spend the least cash from their my your cash wallet every week. But don't just take our your word for it. Here's Josh, a my your cash client in Edinburgh. What? In Edinburgh. Edim- Edinburgh? And in, here's Josh. I love your MyCash. Since downloading it, I've uh, I've got the app and I've been really been able to keep track of your MyCash. I didn't know where it was going before, but now I know just where it is. It's in the My My Your Cash wallet. They take care of my cash and make it go the extra mile. And it's near rocket science. Your MyCash. Because spending your cash doesn't have to be complicated. Terms and conditions apply. By using your MyCash app, your cash becomes our cash. All of it becomes legally ours. Your cash is our property for us to do with what we want and spend how we like. If our CEO wants to buy hot tub and hookers with your cash, well, that's up to him to decide, but it's his right to do so. Exclusions apply. Capital, capital at risk. Please see yourmycashapp.com for full terms. Terry, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. Oh, um, good. look, I don't suppose you've had the chance to listen to that, uh, that tape, you know, from the sex scene in Sci-Fi Erotica? The one with the... Yeah, the one with the new narrator. Shit, man, I, uh, I haven't had the chance yet. No, why, you need me to? There's no rush, it's just, I don't know, it's like that guy, he's, he's done something. He's, what do you mean, he's done something? I don't know, it's just weird. weird. Sounds odd, you know? Okay, well, let me have a listen now, Terry. Can you hang about? Yeah, I'll hang around. I'm making a smoothie anyway. Ah, nice one. Okay, hang on, Terry. Candy couldn't hold back any longer. The sight... The motion. Passions that had been on a simmer since the mission began. Since. Walking behind Yip 2.6U slash 5S brought her to the boil. There was no one, and for the sake of inclusivity, no thing 
else in that particularly weird and softly lit section of spaceship corridor. No one and no thing to see or judge. Yip 2.6U slash 5S turned and asked something which roughly translates to Do you think the lights are malfunctioning here or something? Which allowed Candy to catch up. Ignoring the question, Candy pushed Yip 2.6U slash 5S up against the cargo bay door and kissed her. All mission they'd been flirting. Stolen glances across the spaceship's space prow, earth kisses in hologram closets, and a nigh-on impossible act known to Yip 2.6U slash 5 S's people as aluminiuming. Now things had reached a peak, a culmination, a climate crisis-esque point of no return. Yip 2.6U slash 5S kissed back as best she knew how, just as the cargo bay door's heat activation kicked in. The two soon-to-be lovers tumbled through the barely open door in a tangle of tendrils and basically human limbs before the door hissed shut behind them. Now, sealed in the cargo bay, with nothing and no one but a vast array of incredible sci-fi gear to watch them scream. The mingling bodies set about their walk. Wait, is that a carbon neutralizer? I haven't seen one of those since I was a kid. My dad got one for Christmas one year. I must have been about six. It was a gift from his dad, so there's a... You could say there's a family tradition involved in the carbon neutralizer. And if I'm not mistaken, that particular model is the piece of equipment that set me off on the road down to sci-fi gear fanaticism uh, for sure but then that that thing next to it that is a beauty that's a chiton tetramandibulatorizer point three the point two was good i've only had the chance to use the point three once or twice but i mean let me tell you if you're into mandibulatorizing things, you know, if you're a proper booty or I don't know, I guess an intra-wormhole warlord, then the point three is the bit of kit that you need. You know, in my opinion, as an amateur enthusiast. I actually heard a rumor that Kaiton were thinking of releasing a, uh, a point... Mm, okay. Yeah, I see what you mean, Terry. He's, uh... He completely, Terry, he's completely, he's missed, completely the missed the point. completely missed the point. Um... Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. terrible. No, I know, I know. Anyway, what? look, I think we should keep going, see if it gets any better. Uh, yeah. Okay, hang on. Four at some point? Um, but the, uh, oh, that candy chick, she's torn, torn? She's torn, yep, 2.6U slash 5S's tendril coats off in a moment of overwhelming steaminess. They've moved their insatiable romping even further into the cargo bay, where their increasingly naked forms are lit by the blinking multicolored lights of a Fluxo Flux E-Drive. Well, now even I'm getting a bit hot under the collar, I must admit. You'll have to excuse me or cut me some slack. I mean, given what I'm looking at, if those two would just move their boning slightly to the right, then we'd be able to get a proper look at the innovative hypervent to gamma gutter design on that E-Drive. It's really good stuff. Oh.
Good, they've moved. And if I'm not being a total casual, I'd say that's a 3056 serial number. Great year for production that was. One of the best, actually. It was only after Yamaha got involved that quality started to go down the neutral drain. I mean, what were they thinking? That was just, hey, oi, someone or something needs to stumble across this vigorous rolling in the hay or the cargo bay and put a stop to it. Pornographic or not, yep, 2.6U slash 5S has just pushed Candy up against A. That's gonna go. They're gonna knock that over, that Eostatic D.6 calibrating machine. And it's a good one, as fine a one as you'll find outside of an official and overpriced showroom. Uh, aluminiuming, by the way, in case you were, for whatever reason, curious as to what that looked like. Basically the same as what the Extopartonians call flummoxing. So, you know, it's nothing outrageous. It's not sexually outrageous anyway, but I guess that depends on where you hang your hat or your underwear, which should never be on the gin and slimline tronic antenna of a cyclopedic osseocosmulator, which is definitely outrageous. Outrageous. Osseocosmulators are hard to come by these days. At least, on the consumer market, they are. Great bits of gear, though. Perfect if you like taking your time on the meteorite trail. And if you've got credits to burn, obviously. Most people just run through a series of cheaper cryocosmulators, which are made in space China. Their budget, which I obviously understand, and they're quick, too. But sometimes you can have too much speed, you know? And the cryos just don't sound the same, either. Nothing beats the sound of a genuine, cyclopedic osseoco. There's no closer shave either, what with those smooth Fusion 5 Pro Glide Power razor blades, which you might have actually seen on the Earth television. Wait, wow. What? what? That in the corner over there. What? That's, uh, what? wow. I guess I should at least mention that Candy's um, ramming yep. 2.6U slash 5S against a wall. But that's just porn. Wait, in the corner, I mean. Someone's got themselves a really hot piece of quantum lactocentrifugal tech. You use it to spin quantort milk into IO-specific spider silk. What a cook meth. Really versatile bit of kit that is. And whoever's cargo bay this is, I'm jealous. jealous. It would be great to talk to them. Just nerd out, chat gear for an hour or seven. We could get hot and bothered by holographic PCBs and anti-gravity diodes. We could really have something. It would be like candy and yip 2.6U slash 5S. But on Grunthite type G steroids. What? I.e. better. But let me let me focus. Come on, get in the mood. Right, steaming. It's hot, hot stuff now. It's hot stuff now. As Yip 2.6U slash 5S runs her front tendrils up Candy's inner. Oh my god, they've just got massacred. Flummoxed or aluminium, but not flummoxed or aluminium. Candy's ass must have pushed a button on something. Maybe, maybe that quark tonic deionizer and the two of them. Shit, gone. Right in front of me, they've been splintered, cryogenic, maybe even subatomically. I don't know how to put it, there's, there's just no words in it, just brushed up. I think I've heard quite enough. Yeah, um, 
You think we can Terry, You think we could use it? I don't see how we can, Terry. It's just that's just pure crap. Do we not know about this guy that he gets turned on? He's some sort of sick sci-fi gear crap pervert. I Jesus know, man. Right. There we go. I think that's right. You just listened to the Hamburg Design Review Sketch Pod, Episode One. So thank you. And if you liked it, you can find more HDR online at HamburgDesignReview.com for words and on Instagram at HamburgDesignReview for pictures. Thanks again. Until next time.